only good part, we're made worthy. He was made sin, we might be made worthy. And uh, Paul said there in 2 Corinthians 3, I believe it is, verse 5, as far as his sufficiency, he said, I can't even think of anything. But our sufficiencies of God, who made us able ministers. So if there's anything good comes out of this, it'll be him. And uh, I, I tell you, I, several things I thought about and prayed about. Would have left to preach. You always want to be a, you know, an encouragement. And I was thinking about, and I ain't got used to this building yet. Never have. And I, I, I got a message. I don't know. I may, I might preach it at Sheraton. I don't know. But on unspeakable things. Boy, there's some things that you just ain't got words to tell. Paul said that two or three times. Peter said it. That unspeakable glory, <laughs> we know a little about it, but we, we can't express it. But this morning, the Lord's laid something on me. It searched my heart, and I want to be a blessing. I, I want, in fact, if I, this might be the last time I ever preach. And I sure don't want to miss God. God knows what we need. And I was reading this the other day, about a week ago, and I, I, I've, surely I've preached down through here sometime in my life, but... Uh, in Ephesians, you can turn there if you will, chapter 4, and uh, them first three verses just really stirred my soul and made me search my soul, and uh, of course, uh, you know, it starts off with therefore, and that's pointing right back to what the first three chapters has said, and I've always said Ephesians is one of my favorite books, and uh, I, I've many times signed the Bible, I'll sign Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. But, uh, and there's some great blessings. But here, it's, when you get into this chapter, it's more practical. We're just here <laughs> living in this old world. And Paul said, therefore, and so I heard Dr. Seitler say and others, when you see the word therefore, you better see what it's there for. But it says, therefore, and notice what he says, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy I never caught this, and I've been preaching almost 60 years, and I've read it and preached it, but it says, walk worthy, but notice the next few words, of the vocation wherewith you're called. Now, when God saves you, there's a vocation. But with that calling, he's saying, walk worthy. Boy, that got a hold of me. I mean, I feel unworthy. But it's in the book. With all, notice, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring in the bond of peace of the Spirit. In the bond of peace. What about that? Father, Lord, you help us today. You know my heart. You know what I. I can't, but you can, and I pray you'd help me, and I'll give you glory and praise and honor. In Jesus' name, thank you for all these that are here. Lord, what a blessing to see friends. Lord, I don't know how many years, but I'm honored to be back again this year to start this meeting off, and what a, you just help me, and I'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. But I I was thinking about this, and I I really, chapter 4, I guess, just uh, begins uh, the second half with a different challenge in a sense or message to, to the, you know, the 
to fit in what we've heard and read in chapters one through three, uh, you know, what, what precious chapters those are. Oh, if you just live and, but uh, this is another, I mean, he's just telling us, therefore, because of that, because you are saved. Ephesians 2, because you were dead in trespassing and sin, but God, but God came where we were and gave us new life because of that. Put us in the family. Amen. But the first three chapters show us our standing in Christ without, and that's good. You know, that's good doctrine, and I thank the Lord for his love and his grace and uh, you know, and his power that makes us uh, thus so. Uh, it's his work. But when you get to chapter 4, uh, here in uh, 4 through 6, especially, but we're, we're in the more the practical side of life, and we're now, we are in this old world, in the course of the world. I mean, you know, uh, and they go together. We're saved, but we're in the world. And he, I prayed to, Father, don't take us away out of the world, but help us while we're in the world. And we're, to walk worthy, to be a light. And I tell you right now, if we'll get a hold of this, what, a, uh, what we believe, though, about eternity is going to affect how we live every day. Every day. The right kind of doctrine will produce the right kind of, I guess you could say, deeds. I mean, you know, First John 2, 6, we, we can read verses all through the Bible. tells us, you know, and I, and I believe there's a danger in our day especially. You know, some people hang up on doctrine, and that's, doctrine's good. You've got to have it. But without, uh, you know, relating to duty. <laughs> some people know it, but well, they, uh, it's a dead formalism. So you've got to, it's, it's a balance here. And, and you turn that around, there's a duty without doctrine is a mess sure enough. I mean, you know, I don't know what to call I guess you just call it uh, error, false doctrine, I guess we could say. But, uh, you know, but we need both. And Paul gives us both here in Ephesians. And don't you thank the Lord for the Bible? If we'll just stay in it, live in it. But notice how he starts chapter 4. Therefore, because of chapters 1, 2, and 3, I beseech you that you walk worthy. But what got me, the, the uh, you know, and of course the first uh, sign of a new birth is a different walk, that's for sure. Uh, you know, one in here would say it didn't change you, but I believe it, uh, all saved people have a calling. But I, I, what got me just thinking about this the other day, about a week ago, when it says wherewith. The vocation you're called to, God's got a plan when you get saved. Now, sometimes it takes us a while to figure it out, maybe. You know, I sure never planned on being a preacher. Never. Furthest thing from my mind is to be a preacher. And then to be a, who would have ever dreamed that God would take just a dumb old country boy, call him to preach, and let me go around the world and preach the gospel. I didn't plan that. But I sure have enjoyed it. And I've got to see things. Watch God do things. But I try to just go back and remember when I was in Ephesians chapter 2. Dead in trespasses and sin. You know, 
A dead man can do nothing. I was helpless, bound on my way to hell. But verse 4 says, but God. He don't want anybody to go to hell. He's got a plan. He turned Paul around on his road to Damascus. Paul thought he was doing right. He was mixed up. But when God got a hold of him, he got straightened out. That's a good way to put it. But it says, but God, then on another verse over there, it says, but now, <laughs> I believe it's chapter, verse 13 in that chapter, it says, but now, you who sometimes were afar off are made nigh. We're made nigh. We're, it's hard to grasp, but oh, what a change. It takes place, and uh, we, we walk. It's, it's just new, new life. And I tell you, Ephesians 2, 1, we, we were just dead. <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, I, I could read that, and I don't want to get hung up there, but uh, it says, and you, we have to read. A dead man can't remember. It says, and you who were dead. <laughs> we already passed that. But I read it in the book. Have to read where we were. We were just in the, in the old flesh, dead and trespassing sin. Now, a dead man can't, can't remember, can't, can't get no help but God. Lazarus is in the grave, but when Jesus spoke, he come alive. And when God and the Holy Ghost speaks and comes to you, you come alive. <laughs> what a blessing to know that, I tell you right now. But, uh, uh, but let me look at this just for a few minutes here. You know, there, but I, I just put down... As I tried to study this this week, uh, uh, you know, the constraint of a worthy walk. You know, what causes you to walk worthy? Is it not just that tender, loving, I guess I could say voice of the sweet Holy Spirit? When he says, therefore, therefore, it just, uh, you know, uh, he said there in verse 1 uh, of this chapter, he said, I beseech you, the Holy Ghost. Now, this word's as much alive as if it's Jesus standing here. I'm nothing. But when I read you this book, it's the word of God. It's inspired. It's as much as if he was standing up here. And he said, I beseech you. <laughs> let, let, let your walk correspond, I guess I could say, with your calling. Therewith. I, I never, I, I'm, I'm ashamed, but. I'd never caught, I'd, I just always said, you know, you, when, when you say, well, uh, you know, he's uh, the, the vocation wherewith you're called. But I've just read through, I know he does the calling, but the vocation, he got a plan. And wherewith you were called. He called you for exactly what you could do. Brother Locklear, he called you. <laughs> I love Brother Locklear, one of my favorites. Spent time with him weeks in New Mexico. Oh, what a blessing. I've seen him stand with a dozen people and tears dripping off his chin. I, he'd say, I loved you before I got here. I love you now and I'll love you when I leave. I'll never forget it. I've actually prayed, Lord, put that in my heart. That's a burden. That's walking worthy. People know what you are. You may fool people, but you won't fool God. But I tell you right now, but he said, I beseech you. That's the Holy Spirit. And 
all down through life. Aren't you glad for these? You know, he's he just saying walk worthy. Every time you read the Bible, usually somewhere it's going to say walk worthy. Every message you hear preached, walk worthy. All time, people, uh, you know, uh, through, through godly people. I mean, I, I, I've looked and seen what God done here. And I sure would have liked to preach that unex <laughs> unspeakable. I've seen God do things here that's unbelievable. When I walked through that door, I remember being afraid I was going to fall through the floor in that old church. Went downstairs, and there's 10 inches of water under it. <laughs> but look what God's done. <laughs> well, I don't believe he'd have done that if Brother Shane hadn't have been walking worthy. And had worthy men in here down through the not just me, but uh, walk worthy, you know. And, and I believe it's Romans 13 says, let us walk honestly. Just be what you are. Now, it's mountain term, but old Zeb McDarris used to tell me, he'd say, son, just do right. Them blessings will overtake you. Another saying, he, he, he'd say, you try to be something you ain't, you make a mess out of what you is. God, with that calling of these God, he knew exactly what to, where to put you. He knew what you he knew what you could do and what you couldn't do, and he give you every bit of that. But remember, and if we'll get a hold of this, that we're going to, uh, uh, it'll make us want to be holy. If you realize he gave, Galatians 1 says he gave himself. How I many he come into this world, born of a virgin, and gave himself. And then the, don't that, I, I think of the verse, I forget where it's at there in uh, Corinthians. Uh, the love of Christ constrains me. <laughs> Boy, if you ever get a hold of that, something will grip your heart and say, I want to do right. I know we all battle the flesh from the time we get up till we go to bed, I guess. But the characteristics of a worthy walk, many scriptures, uh, and I, I just looked up some of them, I guess, but refers to the walking with God, both Old Testament and the New Testament. You know, uh, Genesis 5, 21 says Enoch, Walked with God. I mean, he walked with God. But Genesis 24 it says, Abraham walked before the Lord. I mean, that, they're just men. Elijah wasn't a, he's just a man. Just a man. But look what God done with him. That's all he's looking for is a willing heart. Oh, my. And I, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk by faith. What's faith? Faith is a substance of things hoped for. We, we're walking towards something. We're hoping. We know it's real. Why, I'm as sure of going to heaven as I stand before you. Now, I've never seen heaven. I've never seen the Lord. But I've listened to him. I'm sure I've followed him. I mean, you know, but we walk by faith faith. And if, uh, Galatians 5.16 says to here, walk in the spirit. Is that possible? Yes. It's a daily thing, but you can walk in the spirit and not, you know, not, <laughs> nothing like it. You'll never get used to following God. You'll never get used to watching the hand of God. You can't. In the flesh, all you can do is say, thank you, and I believe it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but here's something else, and here's where we, what stirred my heart. Ephesians 5, 15 says, walk circumspectly. 
I'll never forget an illustration that Dr. Seitler gave us when I was in Bible college. He said, walking circumspectly. He said, that's like an old tomcat on top of a chain link fence with a bulldog on one side and a German shepherd on the other. He can't, be, he can't misstep or he's goner. I don't know that we realize how close we can mess up our lives, not lose our salvation, but boy, you can lose your testimony in one slip of the foot. One second can mess you up. And it says walk circumspectly. People are looking at you. They've either got confidence in you or they don't. And it's because of what they see and what they hear and what they watch. But I'm glad. But you know, I, I believe it's Colossians 2. Uh, it says to walk in him. <laughs> Colossians 2 verse 6 says, As ye have therefore received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Is that possible? Did the word say do it? We can walk in him. Walk in the spirit. You know, and I could read other verses. 1 John 1, 7, 3 John 1, uh, verse 3. All these are talking about walking with the Lord. And so I'm just saying today, all these and many others, I guess, I didn't look all of them up, but uh, uh, are marks of a worthy walk uh, of a Christian. But he, uh, I tell you, let us just look at, I'm going to look at just these verses right quick, two or three of them here in, in our, our text. Uh, it's, in the, it's a heavenly walk. I know we're in the earth, but it says there in verse 1, uh, it says, Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called. And you know, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a vocation wherewith. That's rung in my ears now for two or three days. But our calling, Hebrews 3.1, says it's a heavenly calling. And it is. <laughs> it's a heavenly calling. Uh, and, and our calling, uh, I believe it's Philippians 3. Uh, remember 13 or 14 where it talks about it, a holy calling. I know people say, you're in the place. Yeah. But I, without holiness, no man will see the Lord. Now I know it's in the, we're in the, but the, it's a, uh, a holy calling and a high calling. One of the verses talked about, I looked up. Hey, what an honor. Where else could you go and stand under the anointing of God with the Bible in your hand in our day? And time may change, but God don't change. It's still a holy calling, still a high calling. And, it, and it's still a heavenly calling. We're headed to a higher place with a higher calling on our life. And I realize, I said on earth, but we, we're heavenly people. And when the, the book says walk worthy, I believe that's exactly what it means. Live a heavenly life in an earthly environment. Uh, I mean, not, we're not none of us perfect, but in God's eyes, the blood of Jesus Christ. And don't you thank God for 1 John 1, 9? <laughs> oh, we mess up. We, but he said, forget we just confess, he'd, he'd, he'd just and live like it. Don't the Bible say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus? That's the Bible. <laughs> think on these things. Be careful what we think. Uh, 
The Bible says to be ye holy as I am holy. And uh, Romans 9, and we, who in the world can grasp this? I can't, but it's just real. And I'd be against what I believe if I didn't tell you this. But in Romans chapter 9, and verse, uh, I'll find it right quick. Uh, Romans 9 and verse 25. And he saith also in Aussie, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not my not beloved. And it shall come to pass in the place where he said unto them, Ye are not my people. There shall they be called the children of what? <laughs> the children of the living God. Now I don't think we're stretching it to say we're in the family. If you can see what's inside, there's a Holy Ghost, a heavenly being, part of God, living right here. Goes to bed with me, travels with me. We pray. I'll be preaching missions next Sunday up at a church I've never been in, way up here in Virginia. The next Sunday will be down at Sammy Allen's there, Brother Southern. I mean, God didn't plan that. I ain't worthy, but God called me. And it's a vocation. And he'll, he'll help me if I just do right. Sure will. Tell you right now. But uh, I want to have that mind. And I want to trust him and believe. But it's a humble walk. God hates pride. And I'd say pride has probably destroyed more people than maybe anything in the world. I've seen some great men, real but I'm afraid they just let pride slip in. They ever do that. And here they are down the drain. Oh, my. Verse 2 says, With all lowliness and meekness and long-suffering and forbearing. Oh, look what it's saying. One uh, uh, forbearing uh, says one another in love. Forbearing one another in love. If that's not meekness... <laughs> But it's a humble with all lowliness. Dr. Tyler, I've heard him say it many times. The way up, down. You'll never go any higher than you go on your knees. Do you realize? I preached here recently. Luke 18. Boy, just rung in my ears. Verse 27, I believe it is, where it says, The things which are impossible with man are possible with God. And I got to look at that chapter. Verse, verse tells us how to access him and pray without ceasing. We don't realize what we've got when we get on our knees. We're tied into that power can do anything. Whether it's save somebody. Boy, I went through that chapter. I don't even have to turn pages. There's the illustration. What's the key? It's because of her importunity. She just didn't give up. Just keep a praying. I prayed 30 years for one of Faye's sisters and her husband, but they got in. I reckon every day of my life, 30 years. Not one of your prayers is wasted. God's got a big old bottle. And the day will come when he'll pull that top and shake it out on them. 
what a blessing. Keep a praying. Can't save anybody. But the next little section, and I think the message, but then that's the next thing. You can't save anybody because it uses the, you know, the publican and the Pharisee there. But then the next little section says, Suffer the little children to come unto me. He loves everybody. Amen. And he can he can deliver you from worldly allurements. And that's that risk you're on your I mean, boy, that just helped me. But the things which are impossible with man are possible with God. And he gives us the key to us getting in on that impossible things. Pray without ceasing. And that's part of that walking worthy. Walk where you can get in touch with him. Now I've been a few places. I, I didn't have time to say, Lord, forgive me, wash me. I, I needed it right then. And a daughter got run over. And I went and looked. Boy, her, I knew she couldn't say I'll be careful. And she's an amputee today. But I didn't have time to say, Lord, help me now. I just said, Lord, help. And they were screaming when I left the hospital, blood, blood, blood. She didn't see it up here. But anyway, she turned green, and they told me she'd never have any mind, but she, she works with a pretty big company and does fairly good. Uh, today, call me this, I even talked to her this morning. She got saved and got right in the early years. But what I, I didn't know I was going to say all that. But I'm just saying, boy, just and, and goes on there. I know one thing, uh, we can't, but God can. Amen. Amen. And uh, meekness, what an attribute we need. We need that meekness. What a, I, that's just a, to a Christian, that's what we need, is to be like Christ. He was meek. And we need that meekness when dealing with others. It's so easy to, you know, we're right. And to, uh, just slam everybody else when they do wrong, but and I, I don't, uh, and I won't take time to turn to all these verses. But uh, I'm telling you, they they just such a blessing. If we'll in, in uh, Galatians uh, chapter six and verse one says, "Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted." Oh, don't ever think that you're above it. I've watched greater men than I'll ever even touch the hem of their garment, so to speak. But they're down the drain. Some of my heroes, men that I've helped ordain, laid my hands on. But they've gone. I stood and looked one in the face this close. And I asked him a question. He didn't deny it. And he fell around my neck and said, Brother Whittemore, I love you. I failed you. I feel God and have marred my ministry. Oh, we're not above it, folk. But if we'll walk with holy walk, I just walk with God, follow Him, and oh my, I tell you, it's it's the Spirit of God really does. He likes that type of life. Just just give Him all the glory. He knows we're just dust. And I'm glad he put 1 John 1 9 in the Bible, but oh, it's better not, not to even have to use it, ain't it? Of course, most of us have to pray it every day. It's our wash basin, I call it. Have to take a bath. You have to get, all of us fail, but help us to be meek. The real meaning of the word meek, I looked it up. The, it says the spirit that never takes offense. I tell you, this, this, Shook me here. I've been studying on this, and I, I hesitant to even preach it. 
But it's humbling to know that we're so prone to failures and messing up. I tell you, 1 Peter 5, 6, He that humbleth himself shall be exalted, but he that exalteth himself shall be abased. The way up's down. You get to thinking you're something, and, and it ain't, you don't have to work at it. You have to fight it not to. I mean, God's opened some good doors, but uh, I tell you right now, God hates pride, and pride goes before fall. Another verse, I forgot exactly where it's at, it says, only contention comes by pride. When there's problems, whether it's in the church or your home, or somebody's proud. If only contention comes by pride. And that's a book. You can't wash that out of your mind. But uh, it's, a, it's not only a humble walk, but it's a helpful walk. We'll just walk with him. Verse 2 talks about, you know, says with all lowliness and meekness, long-suffering. Long-suffering, forbearing. You know, <laughs> be patient. Just learn to uh, not critical all the time. We're so prone to see somebody do something a little wrong that we're not used to or we don't agree with even. We had to grow. <laughs> I'll quote my wife. She's back there teaching, but she preaches to me sometimes. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I was pastor in Alabama, and I had a deacon literally giving me a fit. I mean, as much as, and I guess you can say things at home you can't say out of the pulpit. I don't remember all I was saying. But she called, she, and usually if she says, preacher, I take it, I listen. She said, preacher, just remember, while you're putting up with him, somebody's putting up with you. That's a pretty good quote. We think we're right, and while we're putting up with somebody else, somebody's putting up with us. We all full of flaws, except for the grace of God, we wouldn't make it. No, but I tell you, it says long-suffering to endure with, you know, uh, unruffled tempers, I guess I could say. I don't know where that makes sense or not, but learn to be patient and not critical. Be a little more tolerant, and that's not compromise. It's just people that may not have been saved. I've been preaching, pushing 60 years. Well, I wouldn't expect somebody just got saved or even been saved 10 years. Maybe I, if, if, I, if I'm not a little above that, I ain't grown much. <laughs> and I've been preaching all these years. I ought to learn and look back. What was I at that age? How much have I learned? Look at men that walked before me. Read the Bible, but it says forbearing. Oh, my. With love. Learn to put up with, if that's a good way to put it. Don't, don't like a, you know, just learn. The only way we can do that is through Christ and letting him through us. Oh, my, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. That's right here at us. I'll just flip over there and read that. It says, uh, it says but ye, uh, be, uh, I got my stuff marked over it. The, but ye, the before followers of God, what does it say? Entering. I can't even read it. It's, there's ink on it. I can't read it. But, but the, be ye therefore followers of God. I'll get it out of my head. Instead of, 
<laughs> it says, as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a uh, sacrifice to God for the sweet-smelling Savior. I mean, just walk in love. And if we'll learn to do that, it'll not only help us, but it'll help everybody else. And if we'll just learn to be faithful and do what we can. But I, I, I jotted this down, uh, just out of my head, but God's definition, I believe, would be of a Christian, the mind through which Christ thinks, a heart through which Christ loves, a voice which, through which Christ speaks, a hand through which Christ helps, and I, it says we're, Christ, we're Christians. We're supposed to be Christ-like. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So I'm not stretching things. But I tell you right now, if we'll learn to just try to think on him, if there be any virtue, think on these things. We're so prone, though. I mean, even this morning, these things went through my mind. I wish hadn't. What somebody said to me yesterday. I've asked God to help me. It wasn't fun, but... You just have to learn to bear it and take it up. And it, it's a hard walk in a sense. It, verse 3 talks about in, endeavoring. I mean, sometimes you just have to work at it. <laughs> it means to strive with great earnestness. That's like a, we push sometimes to do right. I mean, you push toward the things of God. And it ain't always easy. Sometimes you've got to go against the world and against other things and what uh, people you just got to say, I'm going to do right, and then just lean into it, but to work at keeping unity of the Spirit between the brethren, the bond of peace, the Bible says, and we have a responsibility to each other. I owe you a holy life, and I'd like to know what each one of you, I mean, I, and I can. I look around. Uh, Brother Lancaster and his family, they've been a blessing to me. I see holy walk. <laughs> they ain't perfect. They sure have been an encouragement to me. Brother Locklear, I've spent many nights with him. I watch it. He's the same thing 24 hours a day. Most of us ought to be able to say that. But if we're not careful, we'll have a veneer, preacher. We'll try to be something today and a little different. But just be what you are. Hosea says, be what, try to be something you ain't. You make a mess out of what you is. <laughs> just be you. Because God knew with that vocation and that holy, wherewith you're called. He knew what to do. But it's a, uh, I tell you, if we, if we just feed the, I guess, the inner man instead of the flesh, it'd sure help us a lot of times. But we've got responsibilities to each other. But it's a holy walk. I've already said that. But the word, verse 3 talks about the Spirit. It says, uh, verse 3 says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So the, that's talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, and He indwells us. Now we, we just believe that or we don't, but He does. And, and He's so, where's it at? It's in Ephesians 4, isn't it, where it says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit. He's so easily. I've heard preachers say, He's the most sensitive person in this building today. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to grieve him, and I know you don't either, but he's so easily. Uh, but, uh, and he's, in other places there, 518, says, be ye filled with the Spirit. So there is such a thing as a spiritual life, but we are filled with the Spirit. And, and the results of being filled, 
I believe you could say it's right here in verse 19. And being past feelings have given themselves over to lasciviousness, the work of uncleanliness. Wait a minute. I'm in, let me yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. But ye are not so learn Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. And look what it says here in these next few verses. I believe with all my heart, there's a pattern here that if we'll just walk in, the chapter gives us five things, and I'll just, I guess my time's up, but I'll, I'll just throw these out right quick. But uh, it says in verse 17 through 19, it says, walk not. There's some places we can't go. There's some things we can't do. And there's some things in verse 22 when it says, and that you put off concerning the former conversations of the old man, and the corrupt according to deceitful lust, we put off some things. And then it goes on and says, uh, put on, verse 24. And you've heard this many times, I'm sure. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in the righteousness of true holiness. And then again there in verse 25, it talks about putting away. It says, wherefore, putting away, lying, speaking every man the truth, with his neighbor and with his members of one another. Be ye angry and sin not. Oh my, let not. Put on, put off. There's so many things. And I tell you, First John, we just have to plead First John 1, 9 as long as we're in this flesh. Because you're going to mess up and just go, go to that wash basin. We, we've seen uh, these, but let me give you just one thought here again. The consummation. This is this is what helped me really to know that I can, I thought, well, how long is this going to last? Where, where does it end? Uh, uh, but uh, verse 13, I believe, is the answer when it says, till we all come in the unity of the, faith, of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. God, the old song, he's still working on me. And one day, folks, let me just tell you, uh, we're going to have to, we're going to get to lay this old flesh down. There's a better road up ahead. This thing, it's going to be over. The best is yet to come. There's a lot of hard things I've said, but the, but the church is going to be complete. The saved's going to be gathered in, and we're going to be with him forever. Satan's going to be bound. And sin banished forever. Oh my. Can you imagine no more weeping, no more sorrow, no more death, no more hunger, no more pain, no more fear, no more flesh to battle with, no more messing up and have to plead First John 1, 9. We're going to be with him, made like him. See our new home and our Savior. Thank the Holy Spirit for putting up with us. I mean, in reality, we're going to make it. What a hope we have. <laughs> Boy, you just go back home and read them first three chapters, and I believe you'll agree with Paul when he said, therefore, as a prisoner, okay, we, we're bound, we're bought, we're blessed by the grace of God, and I beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called. The love of Christ constrains us. May many, but there's so many that don't know that. Oh, so many. 
And I tell you, our job is just to do what we can to tell them. Don't you want everybody to have that peace and joy of mind and, and, and learn to, to put up with people and, and just let God do the work? He can do it. We'll mess up sometimes. We try to straighten out everybody. Can't do that. That's like every missionary we have. It comes under our board. I say, you're not going into churches to try to straighten everybody out. You go put your burden on their heart. Amen. All right. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Praise the Lord.